successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show here on 980 AM and on iTunes if you're listening via podcast or on the website GrillNationShow.com where you can find all of our podcast shows, links to our guests and whatnot, and all great information is on GrillNationShow.com. I am your host, Jason Grill, back at it this week with a great show. Um, you're going to be getting a lot of resources this week, especially for those out there that are entrepreneurial, own their own companies, uh, or want a resource uh, of, of a company that can really help a lot of people, uh, a couple companies actually. On today's show, I am going to be joined by Sayard Parrish, who's the vice president at Landmark National Bank. Their website is banklandmark.com, a supporter of the Grill Nation show. They always bring on awesome guests, and today will be no exception to that rule. Shauna Huntington is our guest. She's the CEO and president of Fortivity. Their website is fortivity.com. They're a full-service accounting team that helps you relieve the burden of your, of your business to let you focus on growth. Really cool entrepreneurial story and, and it's the growing company here in, in the area. Their website again is sportivity.com. Before we kind of preview that, I want to bring on Sayard Parrish, who is the, again, the vice president of bank at Landmark National Bank. We've never had you on before. It's great to have you. Tell us about yourself. I know you've been in this world for, for quite a while. I have, yeah. I kind of found myself stumbled upon banking right out of college and have been a career banker ever since. Northwest Missouri State University, eh? Yeah. I have a lot of friends that went there. and You started, you, you spent a lot of time at uh, different areas of banking. Uh, Missouri, Mo Bank was one of those places. Um, and uh, now you're at, at Landmark. Tell us about that. I know that's fairly recent. Sure. Yeah. As you mentioned, I've kind of, you know, like I said before, I'm a career banker. I've worked on the retail side and have been on the commercial banking side for about five or six years now. And I joined Landmark nine months ago. Um, mm-hmm. So that move was really driven to me behind uh, conversations that I had with people that worked at the bank and and what I felt like were some really strong shared values with the bank's way of doing business and, and with the people that I that I knew from the bank. And you uh, you obviously, you mentioned nine months you've been there. Great, off to probably a great start there at the beginning. Uh, and then things got a little crazy in our world and especially in your world with all the things that happened in March of 2020 and all the need for businesses to really kind of understand uh, how they could adapt and how they could survive during the uh, during the pandemic. Um, tell us about that because I know there's been some updates too with uh, PPP loans recently, actually. 
you know, the bank really pulled together a team and I was just tremendously proud to, to be a part of that team and, and, and put all of our efforts into helping as many people that were customers and, and just friends of the bank and, and in our communities uh, kind of navigate that PPP application process. But as you mentioned, uh, the SBA had come out with a forgiveness application several weeks ago and, and really that just created more questions because it was markedly more detailed than the loan application on the front end and, and folks were, were kind of navigating saying, well, maybe I'm not going to get this loan forgiven like I thought I was. Uh, so some new legislation was passed last week creating really um, more favorable terms on that forgiveness application. Um, some of those key changes is really that you initially only had eight weeks to spend those funds, which with the stay-at-home orders was very difficult for many businesses that couldn't even open their doors. Um, so now that's been extended to 24 weeks. Additionally, the, the requirement was in there that you needed to spend 75% of those funds on payroll. And that kind of the way you slice it, that's not always, you know, how it how your expenses come in. Other covered expenses were included like mortgage and rent and utility payments. And so that was lowered from 75% to 60% so that you can receive the max forgiveness. Um, and that and that's really going to, I think, be one of the big differences, those two things on people receiving the maximum amount of forgiveness on their loan. Sayard Parrish is with us, Vice President at Landmark National Bank. Their website is banklandmark.com. Um, very good information because I saw all the headlines out there uh, that freaked me out a little bit because things are changing so fast. And what when you thought something was happening and it's not, and what can you and can't you do, and what's going on in D.C. with kind of the changes to the restructuring of all this, uh, very helpful information there. Um, on today's show, we have a person that you've uh, interacted with who's got a really cool company here in Kansas City, Shauna Huntington, who's the CEO and president of Fortivity. Their website is F-O-R-T-I-V-I-T-I.com. Tell us about them. We're going to talk all about kind of what they do and, and how they their core values and how they help clients. But it seems to me they have a, a really cool business, uh, especially for those companies that really kind of want to focus on their growth and kind of offload a lot of the back-end uh, issues like, you know, like accounting and payroll and, and, and whatnot. And it just seems like they're really doing a lot of work and a lot of help for a lot of companies. That's exactly right. Uh, Sean and I met several years ago at um, an entrepreneur event and, and kind of struck up a conversation. And I found um, you know, really, I was just impressed with the, the level of services that she provides. Um, on the face of it, you could say it's an accounting firm, but she really does a lot of the heavy lifting of the other paperwork and, and, and navigating all of the things that are kind of back office functions in, in starting a business and growing a business. And, and often what I see is that the business starts small. It, it starts out in the business owner's hands and, and it just stays there. Um, and it really becomes that burden for them. And sometimes then you see it on the banking side where the quality of the financials is, is not as great as you would like it to be. Or, you know, they haven't had time to, you know, they'll express they haven't had time to work on 
X, Y, and Z to grow their business because they're, they're kind of stuck um, filling this role. And so that's where her team can really um, be such a strong resource and having partners um, like hers where um, they go beyond just providing those services and provide a sounding board um, and kind of a consultative approach about what are your goals for your business instead of just creating those financials and just invoicing. Um, that's where she can provide a lot of value. That's awesome. And we're going to talk all about that. And she's a, she's been an entrepreneurial for a, entrepreneur for a lot of her life. and going to give us some great advice and, and kind of how they're changing with the times um, and, and becoming very relevant for your business. Uh, again, they do accounts payable, accounts receivable, payroll, um, you know, they have many connections throughout the, the community in banking, CPA, insurance, legal. Um, man, if you just had someone that could help you send out your invoices and, uh, on time and pay all your bills, it would be pretty nice. And they have a really cool, uh, we'll learn about their, their, their structure of how they, uh, they, they're, they're paid and whatnot. It seems to be very entrepreneurial as well. So going to be a great show today. Say your parish from vice, Pre she's the vice president at Landmark National Bank, banklandmark.com. Is, uh, is with me now, and we're going to bring on Shauna Huntington, the CEO and president of Fortivity, an awesome company you're going to learn to write, uh, learn about here after the break. You're listening to The Grill Nation Show here at 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. We'll be right back. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard. I wish I had a better voice to sing some better words. I wish Hello, it's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to me. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here at 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. Again, I'm your host, Jason Grill. I appreciate you listening today. As always, you can follow me on social media and connect with me uh, at Jason Grill on Twitter and at Grill Nation Show. And then on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and, and all the other ones, LinkedIn, just search for my name, Jason Grill. No E on the end of that. Okay, so we're back on the air for our second segment of the show today. We have an awesome show as we previewed in the first uh, segment today with the great folks from Landmark Bank. Their website is banklandmark.com. Again, joined by Ciard Paris. She's the vice president at Landmark National Bank. And our guest today is Shauna Huntington. She's the CEO and president or of Fortivity. Fortivity is online at fortivity.com. It's F O R. T-I-V-I-T-I.com. They're a full-service accounting financial team that helps you relieve the burden of business, letting your focus on your growth. And uh, I want to bring in Ciard uh, Parrish to uh, introduce our guest or, you know, at least tell us how you know each other and then we'll uh, we'll get going with some really fun stuff. Sure. Yeah. Shauna and I uh, happened to meet at a, a business breakfast. Uh, I think it was almost six years ago now. Um, where there was an entrepreneur panel and just got to chatting from there and found out we had some mutual clients. And then over the, over the years, we've, we've had various mutual clients and have kept in touch. And she's been a great resource for me and for folks that I've been able to help through the bank side. Shauna, tell us about your background. I, uh, before we get into your business, kind of take us through kind of your, uh, your story. I know you're, uh, you, you, you worked in the accounting world. You went to Kansas State. Is that right? But are you from Kansas City or did you move here for college? 
Yeah, so I grew up in a really tiny town in central Kansas, uh, Marquette, Kansas. So most people have never heard of it. Um, it's out um, literally smack in the center of Kansas um, near Salina. And um, so I grew up on a farm um, outside of a small town. So I learned, that's where I learned to work. Um, I, my dad put me to work early on the farm, um, probably about eight years old, um, probably earlier, really, if it's if he could admit it. But um, so, you know, I then um, I grew up on the farm and then learned quickly that if I got a real job, that I didn't have to work on the farm as much. So uh, I started working at a young age, um, at a, just at an ice cream shop, but I got my first job at 14 and um, got my first real business experience, um, running a business experience when I was uh, 17. I was a senior in high school. Um, I grew up um, in um, in a family, my mom started a fine arts center in our hometown when I was young. Um, she wanted us kids to have the ability to take dance classes and art classes and things that a lot of people from um, the smaller towns don't necessarily have. And so she started that when I was about seven or eight. And when I was in high school, I took I took dance all the way through until I was in high school. And in high school, I got my first experience at you know running uh, my first business in taking over the dance studio part of the Fine Arts Center. My teacher was having a baby and wanted to take a year off, and so they brought me in to start running that studio for the year, my last year of high school. And you know, I I really enjoyed the business side of it just as much as I did um, the dance side of it. So you know, when I went off to K State, I was, you know, finished my year of running that studio, went off to K-State. And when I was a junior at K-State, I decided to start my own studio. So I opened my first business uh, when I was a junior at K-State. I was 20 years old. And, you know, just I fell in love with business in general. I mean, I, I was studying accounting, so I knew that that was the direction I was going um, with my career. But I really, um, you know, dance was a passion for me. And that's that was the business I started. But I really enjoyed um, the operation side of the business and running the business. Um, I, you know, I liked getting the QuickBooks file set up and I liked doing the marketing and creating the logos and, and doing all of that. And so that was my real first experience with entrepreneurship. Um, and business in general and running my own business. Um, I just really liked that I could take an idea and run with it and figure it out even at 20 years old. And um, when I graduated college, I uh, ended up going to KPMG is where I started my career as an accountant. Um, I started in Dallas and then um, ended up back here in Kansas City. Um, so, so I'm from Kansas. I'm from a small town in Kansas, but, um, but I've kind of I made my way back to Kansas City via Dallas, via K-State in Dallas, and then back to Kansas City. We've heard of KPMG before. So when did you um, when did you decide to go back to entrepreneurship and, and start uh, Fortivity, and, and why did you decide to do that? I know that it, uh, you started off as Hunting and Small Business Solutions. We did, yes. Why did you decide to... Was it a thing about come, wanting to come back to the Midwest, to Kansas, uh, and the, to Missouri area, Kansas City, or was it more of a, I really kind of want to start my own thing? So I, I came back to Kansas City um, via KPMG as well. So I still worked um, at the KPMG office here in Kansas City when I first came back. Um, and then I left and went and I was a corporate controller for a few years for a healthcare staffing firm. And that's really where I got exposed to a lot of the um, compliance side of business and having and dealing with um, all of the the 
the stuff you have to do to do business in multiple states and different cities, everybody has different rules and requirements. And um, so I got, you know, a different exposure to accounting that way. So I was, you know, in charge of the financials and, and the accounting side of the business, but also making sure we were compliant with business licenses and state requirements and taxes and um, and while I was there, um, some friends of mine were getting ready to start a business and they um, were told by their consultant that they needed to hire an accountant. So they knew that I was an accountant. And so they came to me and asked if I would help them uh, as they started their business. Um, so I asked them naturally, well, what do you need help with? And uh, they didn't know. They just knew that they needed an accountant. So, so I, you know, I told them I'd help them, you know, get started, figure out what they need to do, worked, you know, worked with them through the process of just establishing their business, um, setting up, you know, QuickBooks for their business, setting up payroll for their business, talking about, you know, how they were going to handle it once they were up and running, who was going to keep track of it for them, and really just working with them through, you know, everything that business owners have to do to get started and get up and running. Um, but most business owners don't have any of that experience. These were two doctors that were, um, they went to optometry school. So they went to school for eight years. They were starting an optometry practice, but they had had zero business, you know, classes or any sort of instruction on how to do that. And they were new grads starting a business and they needed that help. So um, I helped them through that process. And, and in doing so, realized that, um, you know, this was something that, if they needed it, there were probably a lot of others out there that needed that help too. And I knew I'd always start another business. I just didn't know exactly when and where um, and what form that would take. So um, after helping them and figuring out there was a need, I uh, just started helping other you know companies around and helping other people get started. And Huntington Small Business Solutions was uh, started at that point. That's awesome. Shauna Huntington is our guest, president and CEO at Fortivity. Tell us about Fortivity. Um, We've kind of gone through why accounting was important to you. How did you grow into fortivity? And uh, tell us about that. So when we started the business, um, you know, we started with the intent of helping with this back office solution. So helping companies handle all of the accounting, finance, compliance side of running a business. Um, and in doing so, you know, I was also a CPA. I'd worked at KPMG. And so um, I was also asked to do taxes for um, a lot of our clients. They needed that service as well. So we, we added that service to what we provided. And about four years into the business. Were you a small team? How long were you kind of? So I was a, I was the lone soldier for about a year and then um, started adding well, staff. That's not that long, actually. That, that actually <laughs> as someone who's been a consultant and done different things, like that's pretty good if you're able to hire people only after. Yeah, a year. it was it was pretty quick. The, the need came pretty quick once we started the business. The, the tax side of the business grew pretty significantly because um, it's, it's a need everybody has. And so that started to grow. And um, I remember somebody telling me, so we started the business in 2008. And, you know, back in 2008, a lot of accountants didn't have websites. They didn't have, I mean, the technology was so different then that we put up a website and I tell people to this day, it was the worst website ever. I don't ever want anybody to ever go back and see a picture of it because it was terrible. I built it myself, um, but we had one. And so we just, we grew pretty significantly over those first few years um, because we were out there, we were offering the service, we were helping people with um, we were we were very much a consultative um, service. We offered we didn't just provide you know prepare a tax return.
together. We help the clients with understanding why we were doing what we were doing and what they should be doing. Um, and so, you know, we we built this business over that first four years. Um, by, by the four year mark, we probably had four or five um, team members and we were about half um tax CPA services and about half outsourced back office. So um, we had gotten to a point where we were kind of at a crossroads. Uh, it was very difficult to um, manage both business models. They're very different business models. So trying to provide professional CPA services where you're extremely busy four months out of the year on top of providing every day, making sure you know the bills get paid and the invoices go out. It was just two different business models that were difficult for us to manage when we got to that size. Um, so it was that time that we sold our CPA practice and we decided to go focus solely on the outsourced accounting operations. Um, and in doing so, we rebranded, we became Fortivity, and you know the rest is history, as they say. And now we focus 100% on um, helping companies with their um, accounting, their payroll, their HR, basically their full outsourced um, corporate office, back office, however you want to explain it. Um, and then we work with CPAs when it's time to do the taxes and to do all that. We work with other partners. So Interesting. Well, we'll get into that more after the break. Uh, I want to kind of uh, go on to some new subjects here and kind of talk about kind of how you help people and, and why it's important for entrepreneurs and small business folks uh, and mid-sized companies to, uh, to kind of pay attention to everything you're doing. Uh, with the company and also I just want to clarify for myself the difference between accounting and taxes and CPA so you're listening to the Grill Nation show we'll be right back when the sun had left and the winter came and the sky fall to only bring the rain I sat in darkness all broken hearted I couldn't find a day I didn't baby this is what you came for lightning strikes every time she moves welcome back to the grill nation show here on 980 a.m and on itunes via podcast or on our website grillnationshow.com again uh, i want to thank our guest today sayard parish she's the vice president at landmark national bank their website is banklandmark.com and Shauna Hilton, who's the CEO and president at Fortivity. Their website is fortivity.com, and they are uh, rock stars here in Kansas City and throughout the area. Uh, thank you to both of you for coming on, and obviously thanks to Landmark Bank for always bringing on awesome guests. I'm a little bit confused about the difference between accounting and uh, and what you do now So in taxes. So what, what really is the difference? Because when I when I get referrals and, and tell people, you gotta, you got to talk to Shauna, you're not doing taxes. Yes. So a lot of people, when they think, when they hear accounting or accounting company, accounting firm, they think, okay, she's going to do my taxes. She'll help me out with that, which again, we used to, and we sold that part of the business uh, about six years ago. So yeah. what we do now is- yeah, That's we, too complicated, Shauna, you know, with all the government changes and tax codes. And I, I think you made the right decision for Well, yourself. and that's, I mean, primarily why we made the switch was because it was difficult to keep up on the professional side of the CPA practice while we were trying to help our clients run their businesses. So, you know, what I equate our business to is a company that would hire an internal accounting department. So they would have a controller, a staff accountant, a payroll manager to manage their day-to-day -day operations and their accounting. That's what we do for our clients. We just do it in an outsourced capacity. So we are sending out the invoices for our clients. We are paying their bills. We're managing their banking transactions. We are reconciling their bank accounts, 
closing out their books, creating financial statements. We do a lot of cash flow forecasting. So helping companies see like where they're going to be at in three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, and what their cash looks like. Um, we just recently, and what we're doing, you know, we managed, um, and one of the ways we worked with Sayard a lot in the last couple of months is, you know, we handled the PPP application process for all of our clients and getting them, you know, all the information that they need and pulling all that together. Um, we work with the banks when a, when our clients are refinancing. Uh, we work with their insurance brokers when they're renewing their insurance. So we are truly their accounting department. We're just in, we're just outsourced. So when they don't have someone in house that does that for them, we take care of that for them. And then we work with the CPAs at the end of the year to do the taxes and to work on that. So. Interesting. Sarah, tell, talk to us about that because you mentioned you and how they work with you on the PPP loan uh, situation with uh, COVID and stay at home. T tell us how that all transpired and worked out. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Shauna had multiple clients that were trying to navigate that process. And um, we've got a really strong SBA team and had kind of across the across the bank had built, you know, a pretty large group of us that were working to help as many folks as we could and just helping people, both our customers and people within our community. And that extended to, to Shauna's clients and, and helping make that process easy. And I can kind of speak to the quality, you know, other ways we've worked with or with clients where you see maybe the business owner, right, has, is still kind of doing a lot of those back office functions, but, but it, that's maybe not the best use of their time. And you kind of see that sometimes on the banking side where you're like, where you think, you know, the financials are a little bit messy or, or something. And that's where Shauna is perfect. Her team just professionalizes those financial reports. She provides that consultative service to help them understand their cash flow, which then helps me have a better discussion with them on loan needs or financing needs. And, and so that's, that's really where um, the value I think for for our clients and, and her clients are. So that's awesome. So you, uh, Shauna, you, you talked about kind of all the different things you do. I mean, I can't. Small business owners to mid-sized business owners are, are are the types of people you usually work with. Is that right? Like entrepreneurial type growing businesses. Yep. Yep. Companies that are typically our clients are, you know, anywhere from, you know, half a million in revenue to five million in revenue is kind of our typical um, sweet spot. And it's primarily because we're able to help clients um, in what they need without them having to go out and hire a full a full time team in internally. And they're at the size where they don't they don't need a full time controller, a full time bookkeeper, a full time payroll person. They don't need all of that as at a full time level, but they need all of those pieces of the puzzle. And so, you know, one of the ways that, you know, our business is different than um, some of the other outsourced services that you can you can get is, you know, if you're going to hire an outsourced bookkeeper, um, they're oftentimes not going to also handle your payroll. And they're often also not going to be able to do some of your cash flow forecasting or financial reporting. And so the way our business works, that's a little different than some of the other outsourced services is that we're a full back office. So we're offering the full package and we have a controller that leads the team. So that's who our clients work with and that's who their, you know, their main contact is and who's really handling that client. But they're also, they have support teams uh, that help them here that they can do some of those other functions that ne that the controller doesn't necessarily need to be doing. So we've got essentially a full team for them instead of them having to hire, you know, five or six different outsource providers, they can have it all in one team working with them. 
And, and what what are the types of organizations you typically work with? Is there a specific industry, or is it all across the so board? We do. We kind of work with um, a, a wide range of companies, actually, and that's primarily um, just based on how we grew and you know where we started. When we first started, we started with um, that optometry office that was one of our um, first clients, and you know they were they they still are with us today. They have one piece left, but they actually you know they were with us for almost twelve years and just were able to sell to a private equity firm this um, last year, and so we got to see them full cycle from the very beginning, you know, to the end. Um, but, you know, when we first started, we thought we were going to work primarily with medical um, offices, optometrists, chiropractors, dentists, those smaller medical offices that don't have big billing groups or accounting groups that are helping them. And so we had a good, you know, a good section of clients that were fitting in that mold. But as we helped more people, you know, we realized that what we're doing and, and the way we do our service, it's the industry isn't as important as the people that we're working with and their goals for the company. So we primarily work with, I mean, we work with retailers, we work with professional services firms, B2B companies, B2C companies. We work with a wide range of, of clients, but what we're, our, you know, kind of core competency in, in our clients that we look for is that they're looking to look for better ways to run their business, more efficiencies. They value accounting and the information that they get from that, which is, is, difficult to find sometimes. And so we're looking for companies that are progressive in what they do. They're wanting to grow. They want to grow efficiently and effectively, and they want to be more profitable. So they're looking for, they're, they're looking at their accounting as something that's helping their business grow versus a necessary evil that they have to just do to keep the government mm -hmm. happy. So you guys have about, it looks like on your website, fortivity.com about 15 employees now. Yep. Yep. And uh, so you've grown and you guys, uh, you're all donning your green uh, all over the website, which I am wearing today as well in respect to your company. You have a lot of core values. Take us through some of those because uh, that was right up on your website. And I, I found that fascinating that you put those out there and uh, really kind of hone in on those. So please kind of talk to us about your core values. I know there's a few of them you, uh, that are pretty powerful. Yeah. So I think, I think our number one core value, and you'll hear anyone talk about it, and we talk about it daily around here, is do the extras. Um, I think what you'll find is different about us um, compared to a lot of um, companies out there that might do what we do, or um, just in general service providers, is that we don't stop at our scope of work. I mean, we we are going to help clients with whatever comes up, right? And so, if it's if they think that we can provide value in um, helping talk them through a problem or help them, you know, with something that it has nothing to do with accounting or finance, but they realize that we might have experienced it before or been exposed to it before, you know, we're going to help them in that in that matter, and we're going to we're there as a part of their team to see their business grow. So we don't answer an email to a client and just answer the question. We answer the question and provide two or three suggestions about how they might want to consider instead, you know, what are other options for them to look at? You know, we're, we're constantly going above and beyond for our clients, but also for our team members, for our, our relationships that we have, you know, in, in the community, we want to provide value. And then we know that that will turn into our business seeing success because we're providing value beyond what we're, you know, essentially charging for or what, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're looking to provide more value than what they think they're paying for. And you guys, um, you guys, you guys um, real quickly, do you structure that differently for your different client sizes or is there like a, a retainer model? It's not an hourly fee, right? I mean, 
Correct. So that's um, what we do is a primarily, so for our, our core service that we provide is a full outsource back office. So that's, you know, the full gamut of accounting, finance, payroll, all of those services provided. And the way we typically charge for our services is a percentage of revenue. And what that allows is that allows us to scale with the business as they grow. So we're going to gradually grow with them um, as they grow instead of them having to constantly bring on, a, you know, a full-time new hire every time they're, they're needing a little bit more work. Um, or yeah, so, so that, that, and that's why we do that because we want to be able to provide them. We want to be able to say yes when they call regardless of what it is. So we don't want them, we want our clients to pick up the phone. We want them to ask the question. We don't want them to feel like, well, if I call them today, then my bill is going to be higher this month. We want them to know that we're here. We're in their corner. Our goal is to be a part of their team so that we're helping them grow. They benefit. We benefit. It's good for all of us if their company is successful and growing. Shauna Huntington is with us, CEO and President of Fortivity. Shauna, we got a minute left in this segment. Some of your other core values are uh, performing with integrity, driving change, do more with less, educate and serve with passion. Um, all good things. All good things a lot of businesses don't do. Yeah, I think, you know, driving change is a big one for us, too. Um, we're constantly looking for better ways to do things. We're constantly looking for changes. Um, you know, we when we started this business, outsourcing and virtual teams was very, um, it was unknown. We were, you know, we were up against very little competition at the time because this was a new concept. But we also were against, you know, up against people not knowing how it works to outsource and to use a virtual team. And so we've had to, you know, constantly change our business model and constantly change what what we're doing so we can keep up with all the technology, which in turn has helped us grow because the technology has helped us be able to better provide the services. But we have to be able to adapt to that and be willing to make those changes as we go along. Great stuff. I want to get more into that after the break. And we're going to talk about some advice you have for entrepreneurs. And again, how you have drive change during a unusual time in our history of our uh, country and with uh, everything happening with the uh, stay-at-home orders and whatnot. You're listening to The Grill Nation Show here on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. We'll be right back. Thanks for joining us. I'm sorry if I seem uninterested or I'm not. Thank you for joining us again on The Grill Nation Show. I'm Jason Grill, 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast again today. We are joined by Shauna Huntington, is the CEO and president of Fortivity, Fortivity.com, full service accounting team that helps you relieve the burden of business, letting you focus on growth. And Sayard Parrish, who is the vice president at Landmark National Bank, banklandmark.com, awesome bank here in Kansas City. And they have been helping tons of small and uh, medium-sized businesses throughout the COVID-19 and stay-at-home order and, and essentially providing a ton of resources for businesses and individuals in the region. Let's talk about that. So you talked about adapting to a, a changing times in our last segment, Shauna. How have you done that? Uh, I know you've probably learned a lot during the stay-at-home order. Talk to us about some of the things that, that you've kind of implemented. We've been a virtual you know, team for, to our clients for a long time, but we've always worked still in a, in a traditional office and we work together um, in that office. And as we went to um, make the transition during the stay-at-home orders, you know, we probably had it a lot easier than most because we were already uh, relatively used to working virtually and, and you know, our interaction with our client didn't change that much, but our interaction with each other and our team, um, that's where we've had to adjust the most. We're, um, we're definitely still more used to being um, collaborative together and, you know, in the same space. And so, you know, we had to make changes 
technology, of course, had to, you know, be implemented so that we could still connect and, you know, have our meetings and collaborate with each other, but also our processes in general. You know, we were used to being able to be in the office and, you know, if a client needs a check to go out, it can go out easily and we can handle it. And we had to figure out how to develop a process so that um, when we had our, we had one person cover the office each day while we were at the stay at home order. So we'd have one person in the office. Well, how do we manage that with, you know, 35 clients that might have a request and only one person to handle that? What's the best way to do that? So we had to implement some new procedures, some new uh, processes for each team to follow so that they could ask for those favors of the, you know, we called it the designated survivor in the office while we were going through this um, so that they could ask for those favors, but in the most efficient way possible um, for that person to help them. You guys do a lot of uh, giving back to the business community at Fortivity. Talk about some of the things you do. I know there's uh, sharing templates, you know, scaling up. What are some of the things that you do? Because that's a, that's always the important part of your business and your model and your entrepreneurship uh, kind of community aspect of what you do. Yeah. So I think, you know, a big part of, you know, one of our core values is educate. I mean, we want people to understand why the numbers are important in their business, why it's important more than just tax time. So, you know, we've, um, I, I was a part of the scale up program, um, man, four or five years ago, um, I was one of the, in the scale up cohort. And, um, you know, I've, I've since then really enjoyed going to um, speak to the classes that they have for that. Um, it's a, it's a program that's sponsored by the small business administration and Kaufman. Um, and it helps businesses get to the next level. So it helps them go from being half a million dollar business, $750,000 business to, to jumping over that million dollar mark. And so it's really, um, that's a time when it becomes a lot more important to worry about your numbers and to, and to look at those. Um, we, we've done a lot, we helped a lot of people and along with Sayard, she helped us do this with the PPP that were not clients of ours, but I just, I heard so many people having trouble getting their banks to get them the PPP or get the information on the PPP. And we were able to, you know, thanks to Landmark, they were able to help us help clients that were not even clients of ours or theirs, and they were able to help them um, be able to make that connection and get the PPP implemented for them um, and help save their business, hopefully. So, you know, I just feel like it's important for us as a company um, to give back to those companies that are maybe, that maybe they're not big enough to be a client of ours yet. They're not, they don't need, they, they may need what we have, but they may not be in a position to be able to pay for it yet, but to be able to help them as much as we can. And then later, you know, we've gotten a lot of clients over the years that when they do get to that point, we're the first people that they call and they come on as a, as a long-term client of ours. And we've already built that great relationship with them. Shauna, I have a question about entrepreneurship. As you're an entrepreneur since the days you were young, what's your best advice for entrepreneurs and, and how they can kind of grow their company? Because yep. I know you've learned a lot of lessons throughout the years, both at a, in your college days, as yep. you mentioned earlier, and, and with the growing company that uh, seems to be just, just, just helping people in every which way they can. I mean, it's hard. You're not going to hear an entrepreneur say it's not hard. And there's been days where I've walked in and said, okay, I got to figure out how to shut this place down. This isn't working anymore. Um, but I, I think honestly, just having good perspective on, especially during changing times, you know, I, I used to say, oh my gosh, I can't do another, you know, shift in the business or another change. And I just realized that's part of it. Part of running a business is every six months, I joke that every six months, something's going to be thrown um, at us that we weren't expecting, that we weren't prepared for. 
and we're just going to have to figure it out. And I think um, COVID was an extreme example of this, and um, it's it's something that we're still adapting to. But I do think that you know that's part of being an entrepreneur is you know looking at the situation that you're currently in and figuring out how to survive it and how to adapt your business. Um, you know, we had a client that was completely shut down during the COVID situation, and they they're still shut down technically now, but they've they went ahead and implemented. You know, they're an events business, and they went ahead and implemented online events um, so that they were able to still one produce revenue, but also they were able to participate in events with their community, the people that they were serving when they were up and running, and then they were able to adapt to that and and say, hey, we're still we're still here. You know, we're not we're not going to die with this COVID. You know, we're gonna we're gonna stay relevant and and see what right. we can do to continue. So I think that that's the most important thing as an entrepreneur is you have to adapt and you have to be willing to change with the times and the situation that you're given. I, I read about a new business model, full service co-working space. Um, what does that mean? Yeah, so something that we've um, we've developed during, you know, we've adapted during um, COVID, and what's what that has meant for us is we now have have decided that you know as we come back to the office, we may not come back five days a week in the office. We, we can work from home more. And what that means is we have a lot of extra space um, in our space. We just moved into our space a couple of years ago um, and really moved into a large space that we could grow long-term. And so that's still the plan, but we have space right now. And one thing we've seen that others may need after COVID is they may not need a full office that's just theirs. They may just need a place to be able to, you know, have their team come in alternating days, have a conference room, um, which is, is the traditional co-working model. Um, but for us, we've decided to to put with that your back office. So you've got a co-working space that has your back office available to you. So you've got your accountant, you've got your payroll person, you've got your HR person, um, you've got that service right there as part of also your office space. So it's something new we're rolling out here in the next couple of months. And so we're excited about that as something that might help others um, adapt to the changes that they're going to see when they come back to work too. You're an innovator, right? You're, uh, right, you're that's right. That's part of the new world. I was going to say, I think that's the lesson of COVID, even, for, you know, from my perspective is just watching, you know, business owners adapt and change beyond what they thought was possible before and, and you know, create new business models within, you know, a short amount of time and, and you know, the confidence that that's really built that they, that they can kind of handle those, even, even, a, even a pandemic. Right. <laughs> yes, they can. Just real quickly, Shauna, before we uh, end the show, again, tell us how you can help people with your business if they're listening. Yeah, so we've got a couple of ways to help people. If you're smaller and not ready to, um, you know, hire a full outsource back office, we um, we do provide accounting boot camps. Um, we're actually adapting that right now to be an online version as well as an in-person um, class. So um, if you want to check out accountingbootcamp.com, we'll start putting some information out there uh, here in the next couple of weeks regarding that. Um, and then if you're, you know, you're just struggling still, keep trying to keep up with your books, trying to keep up with your bank requirements, your the government requirements, and just running your business, you know, give us a call. We're happy to help. Um, you know, we're, we're a resource, whether we have you as a long-term full-service client or not, we're a resource and we can help you look at um, other ways to, you know, attack that problem if we're not the right solution. That is some really good information today. I want to thank our two guests, uh, Sayard Parrish from Vice President of Landmark National Bank and Shauna Huntington, CEO and President of Fortivity. Thanks for coming on the show. And real quickly, with our last five seconds, why did you choose the color green, Shauna? For money. <laughs> for money. That's what I figured, accounting. You do a great service, and I really appreciate you both coming on the show today. And uh, congrats on all your success. All right. Thanks so much Thank for having you. me.
Thanks, Shauna. Thanks for listening to the Grill Nation show. I'll see you again next week. Thanks to our guests. Hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Boys seem to like the girls who laugh at